Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, and I am so glad that you are joining me here today for the final episode of this season. And I am joined by our special guest host for this season, Amy Milsick. Amy, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Pam. How are you? I am doing great. So you have survived your first season as podcast host. How has it been for you? It has been a blast. It's been so much fun talking with different homeschoolers and just getting to see how they make it happen. Yeah, I think that's one of the things about this podcast that I really enjoy the most is that you get to get a little glimpse of what everybody else is doing and you come to understand that it's really okay for all of us to be doing this differently. There's no one set formula for getting it done. Exactly. And just great inspiration for different ways to approach it. Yeah, lots of little good gold nuggets or different ideas that you can grab and just kind of integrate into your own school day. Exactly. Well, this week you are talking to Karen Tripp all about STEAM-based learning and hands-on learning in the homeschool. And I'm kind of excited for this one because this is not how I homeschool. Yeah. And, you know, Karen has just a wealth of knowledge and creativity to share and how you can apply STEAM-based learning to your current homeschool curriculum to enhance it and just make it even shine more. So it's it's really cool how she does that and helps us to do it too. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to getting a few ideas and we'll get on with this episode of the podcast right after this word from our sponsor. With the Nature Explorer Science Curriculum, nature study has never been easier. These open-and-go guides include educational nature walk ideas to keep your family engaged for weeks. Background information is provided so parents can feel confident answering questions in the field. Back at home, you can choose from many hands-on, research-based, and experimental activities to continue discovery-based learning. Or take the extensive book list to your library for some fun learning through living literature, both fiction and nonfiction selections. There are Nature Explorers curriculum guides available for nearly 20 science topics, which cover a wide range of biology and earth sciences that will work just about anywhere you are in the world. Visit ourjourneywestward.com forward slash Pam to download your free set of Nature Explorers notebooking pages, which turn nature walks into outdoor science labs. With your download, you'll receive a special coupon code to save 20% off your first Nature Explorers Science Curriculum order. That's ourjourneywestward.com forward slash Pam. And now, on with the podcast. Karen Tripp is a former public school teacher and homeschool mom for over 10 years. She shines at sharing hands-on creative ways to boost learning. A contributor to STEAM Kids Books, Karin also has a huge resource library to help you educate creatively. Karin can be found online at her blog, Teach Beside Me, where she invites us to join her on learning adventures filled with engaging and creative learning fun. 
Karin joins us on this episode to chat about the joys of adding STEAM-based learning to our homeschool journey. Welcome, Karin. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. This is going to be awesome. I know. I'm excited, too. It'll be a lot of fun. You have so many wonderful ideas, and I just love how you share with all of us on, on your site and with your resources how we can add creative fun to our learning. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? Yeah, yeah, sure. I have, I've been married for, well, let's see, 17 years, and I have four kids, ages 13, my oldest is a boy, 13, um, 10-year-old girl, a 7-year-old boy, and then a 4-year-old girl. Wow, that's cool. So you have a, a pretty decent age gap there. Yeah, um, yeah. So you, it sounds like you have some preschool, and then all the way up through middle school? My oldest is eighth grade this year. Well, he's technically seventh, but we're going to jump him to ninth grade next year. So down to preschool. Yes. Wow. So lots of ages and grades, and it's a lot of fun. They keep us busy. <laughs> oh, I imagine, and I can relate completely. What made you decide to homeschool? So my oldest, when he was young, he was just a really little bright kid and a really early reader. And I started teaching his preschool. My sister and I started a preschool for our two boys who were the same age. And he was just bored with all the preschool work. And he would finish in just a minute and he was ready to go. And and at that point, I was like, I, I think I need to do something different with this kid. I don't know that he's going to do well jumping into kindergarten, which kind of had the same things we were teaching in the preschool. And he was just a voracious learner and loved it and couldn't get enough of it. So I just started researching different options. And homeschool was the one that felt right and felt like what I needed, the path I needed to take. And it's been interesting because my next two after him both have some pretty severe ADHD. And I think it's been a huge blessing for them as well, because they would have struggled in school in different ways. Mm. So coming from your public school background and then entering the homeschool world, was that a challenge? No, I don't think so. I was teaching high school mostly, <laughs> and it's really different than teaching a kindergartner. I I just really loved it. I've always loved teaching and I've loved learning myself. And so it was it was a fun thing for me to jump into. I was scared, but I think everyone is when they first start homeschooling. So it was just, you know, learning and a transition, but but I loved it. That's so cool. And um, I love how that you were able to discover that about your child and then meet him where he was and, and trying to provide him with what would work best for him. That's really cool. Yeah. Really neat. Yeah. So your homeschool day is most like which literary classic would you say? So this one kind of made me laugh. I was trying to think of, you know, the, the perfect magical but my days are never perfect and magical. So I, I think mine are kind of a combination of Dr. Doolittle and Pippi Longstocking. Um, a little quirky, a little crazy, a little wild, but we make it work. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then with the different ages that you have and all of that, yeah, the quirky. And, and I think we like to envision it a certain way. And then when we step back and take a, a realistic look at it all, we're like, hmm. I know. First, what comes to my mind is like, oh, Little House in the Prairie or Secret Garden. But no, <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Totally. What's the biggest challenge you face as a homeschooler? Oh, it's probably the same one most moms face is just having energy to get it all done. And, and there are days where I'm not motivated. And I would rather, you know, sit on the couch and read a book or do nothing. <laughs> so so I think that's probably my biggest challenge. I, I think just, just staying motivated and having the energy to do all the things that I need to do each day with my kids. 
What would you say is your biggest homeschooling mistake or regret? You know, I I don't regret a lot of things. I I think things have gone pretty smoothly, but I think the biggest thing that I wish I would have not done is trying too many different things. I wasn't super consistent. I kept thinking, oh, what's the next best or what could I do instead of this? And I was constantly worried of not doing the right thing. Um, and I just, I just wish I would have stuck to what I felt and what I knew was probably right for my kids and gone with that from the beginning instead of trying to listen to everybody else. That is such a common struggle. And, you know, we get, I think, distracted by the shiny and the new and the grass always looks greener on the other side <laughs> type feel, mm-hmm. you know, type deal. Mm-hmm. And how important it is as a homeschooler to go with our gut and just try to stick it out a little bit and see how that'll work. So yeah, yeah I, I I get that because oh my, it's so easy to squirrel and find you know oh maybe this will work better or that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I I felt like I did that for the first half of my homeschooling years, and I finally came to a point where I'm happy and I'm content, and I found what works well for me and for my family, and it's nice to be there. <laughs> oh yes, that's a wonderful place, and plus it probably helps you save money too because you're not buying all the things. Yes, <laughs> yes, because that's <laughs> so what I true. found too. Like. My budget's here. So, <laughs> yep. So, if you Definitely. were walking down the aisle of a homeschool vendor hall and you turned the corner and met a younger version of yourself, what would you tell her? <laughs> I, I actually feel like this question goes pretty much with my last response where, you know, it's the same thing. Just, just go with your own feelings and your own heart and what works well for you because, like you said, that's one of the biggest struggles. And it's okay to be different than what other people are doing or what your friends are doing or what the blog you read is doing. It's okay. It is okay. Yeah. Cause your family's unique. Your kids are unique. And yeah, so that, that's great advice. That's really great advice. Have you found that there's been a particular homeschool book that's influenced you the most? The first one that I read that was hugely impactful on me was the Thomas Jefferson education book. And I really loved that one because it, it helped me realize that it talks a lot about getting off the conveyor belt. And that was that was a huge eye-opener for me because I'd never really heard of that or thought of that. For me, I thought I had to do school just like school was done at home. And so to realize that there was a different way was good for me to understand that. And then beyond that, I've read, I've read so many homeschool books <laughs> over the years. But another one or series of ones that I've loved are the Charlotte Mason books. I just love her whole philosophy and her whole outlook on education. Those are some great books. We'll make sure that we include those in the show notes so that our listeners can find out more about those too. I have not read the Thomas Jefferson one and I've heard great things. Yeah. And helping you know not to replicate public school at home. Mm -hmm. I think that's such Mm -hmm. a great reminder. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. They also have great book lists in their book. And I love that. Which another book that I I wrote down that I thought of was The Well-Trained Mind because Mm -hmm. I always love her book lists. I'm a stickler for book lists. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have that, you know, because yeah. like, it, it takes takes some of the work off your shoulders and, yeah. you know, you're just providing great resources. So. so fill in the blank. If my grown child blank, I will have succeeded as a homeschooling mom. <laughs> you know, this is funny. I initially I'm like, oh, is successful. But success is measured in so many different ways. I, I think the thing that is most important to me to see my children have is a happy family life, thriving in their own way, finding a way to be independent from their parents. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot of different things there that could fit. But I think most of all, I want to see them just have 
a happy life. I think that's I know, a maybe great that's goal. too simple, but <laughs> oh, I don't think so at all. And you know, and I think when we, a lot of us step back and look at why we're homeschooling. You know, we have all these different reasons, but when you know, when it comes down to it, we want our kids to be happy and to thrive. So, yeah, I think that's a great, great goal there. <laughs> What's the most important skill you want your kids to learn from you before they grow up? independence kind of fits in here too for me. I want them to learn to be independent. I want them to learn, you know, the basic skills of doing well in life, whether that's money management, um, household things, learning how to study. But another key one is respect. And that can go in so many different directions as well. I want them to respect others. I want them to respect themselves, to respect God. Those are, those are important things I think I want them to gain before they leave home. Those are great life skills. We all have these, a bad homeschool day. (laughs) How do you turn around a bad homeschool day? How do you fix that? What do you do? Sometimes the bad homeschool days start before they even start. You know what I mean? Where it's, you know, it's just the morning is bad and you haven't even started. And those days are usually the days where I just drop everything and say, let's go to the museum or let's go do school in the backyard or at the park or something like that, where sometimes you just need to step away and it's okay to do that. And it's okay that you didn't get your math lesson done or whatever that day, but sometimes you just all need that. And so typically that's what we'll do when it's, when it's just awful, we just drop it and we just walk away and do something else that's still educational and still beneficial. Yeah. So I think you just answered this, but would you say you're a planner or do you fly by the seat of your pants? (laughs) Um, I think I'm kind of a mix, which I was trying to decide what I was. So in terms of our homeschool year, I'm kind of a plan it all ahead. But then day by day, I can be flexible. So we'll have like a whole master. Here's our here's our daily plan for the year. But then as the day comes, if it's just not working or if, you know, if one child, this this doesn't work for them, I'm okay to be flexible and to to fly by the seat of my pants if needed. Yeah, I think that that's an important quality as a mom. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that works in well for your homeschooling too, huh? So in talking about that, how do you stay organized? Do you use any specific apps or tools to help your family and your homeschool? <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> I, I am a very disorganized person. I'm looking around me right now at my messy desk and I'm, I'm kind of a disorganized person. I'm not, that's not my strong suit. I have I don't use any apps or tools or resources for scheduling. I have a notebook that I write things in or a Google spreadsheet that I'll plug things in and print. And that's pretty much the extent of what I use. Kind of a pen and paper kind of person. So I don't know. I feel like I'm not going to answer this question very well. I, I, in, in my notes, I wrote, um, I'll come back to that one because I really didn't know. <laughs> well, I think you answered it very well because I think you keep it simple. And, you know, just yeah. having a simple notebook and paper and pen is effective for a lot of people, including myself. I mean, I try all these fancy things and I, I come back to my notebook and my index cards where I have yeah. my list. And so, you know, I think that, that if that's what works for you, go for it. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> what would your kids say is the best part about being homeschooled? Oh, they love that they're done before all their friends that go to school. That's, I think, their favorite part. They think it's the best. They love just the flexibility. And and I think me as well, we love how flexible we can be that we have the ability to go to the museum if we need to, to go to the art museum to, you know, whatever, have school outside and a nice day. So I think the flexibility is really the best part. And they also really love our co-op group that we meet with weekly. Um, That's, they would probably say one of their favorite parts of all, even though it's not the home as much. (laughs) Yeah. 
but they do love that. And studying what interests them is another key thing that they love that they can study. I have, my oldest has always loved animals. And so he's been able to, for science, he just will read as many animal books as he can find. And um, that may end up being a, a career path he takes because he loves it so much. So that's a great benefit. What would they say is the worst part about being homeschooled? <laughs> I think they would probably all agree that math is the worst part of homeschooling. <laughs> really? That surprised me because you make it I so know. much fun on your site. Maybe that's why and you that's make why. it so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's exactly why. It's funny because early on, well, I have probably two two of my kids really hate it. The third one is, he's like, math's okay. I'm okay with math. And I'm hoping that's because of what I do for him. But my older two have just always hated it and cried over it and fought over it. And so I do a lot in that area to try and make it more engaging and to help them. So yeah, that is why I have a lot of math on my site. <laughs> that's awesome. That is really awesome. So, okay, fill in the blank. As a homeschool mom, I really rock blank. Ooh, you should see my book collection. Ooh. I'm really, really good at that. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love books a lot, and I'm a really good book collector. I think I'm almost, I am out of space for my books. You but, can never have enough bookcases, right? you know, I know, or baskets I know. to put them in. I agree. It's true. <laughs> I want to hear more about, and I know our listeners want to too, STEAM-based learning. Can you tell us more about what STEAM-based learning is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So STEAM, if you don't know, that is an acronym and it stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. Often you'll see it STEM and not STEAM, but A is the art portion that's added in. And I think what it really is, is just it's hands-on teaching and teaching kids to problem solve, to find solutions to real world problems. In the schools, when they're using STEM or STEAM curriculum, that's that's kind of their goal is teaching them those kinds of things with those topics. And typically they'll it'll be like a combination of two, like a science and a math activity combined. So it's not just one at a time necessarily. But it it's just getting kids in there and involved in the learning and through projects and through problem solving. So it like integrates the different subjects and yeah. it helps yeah. them like think outside the box is my understanding. Right. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So why would homeschoolers want to add STEAM activities to their learning? Probably a lot of them already are and they're mm -hmm. not realizing it. If they're doing experiments or if they're doing, you know, math activities, they're, they're incorporating it already. But I think it's important for all of us to learn because you know, a big focus is technology right now in our world. That's where so much is headed is advances in technology. And that's a huge part of the STEAM field, teaching kids to use the new technologies, but also they're going to be the ones that are inventing and creating the new ones upcoming. And so the better they can learn these things and these skills, the easier it's going to be down the road and the more we can advance and learn in our society. Definitely. And you have like a very creative approach to teaching. Uh, how do you think <laughs> making learning fun and engaging helps kids? You said that it helps your children with math. Yeah. So, you know, how, yeah. how does it be getting creative and getting hands-on? How does that help them? So I kind of like to think of it as like an apprenticeship. Like in the old days, people would do an apprenticeship to learn their new career path down the road. And for me, when I'm teaching my kids, I feel like the best way to learn is through experiencing something and like fully immersing yourself in it and using multiple senses to learn it, for instance. And like you think of teaching someone to ride a bike, you're not going to be able to do that by just explaining it. They have to be on it and doing it. And so for me, the reason I love doing so many projects and hands-on activities is because I think my kids are experiencing learning more than just opening a textbook or filling out a worksheet. And it just gives them more opportunities and it makes it more meaningful and more memorable in the long run. 
Yeah, so that experiential, and then it seems interactive as well, too, which yeah. for, to me yeah. seems great for relationship building. With yeah, definitely. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so if a family is new to STEAM-based learning, what's your number one tip that they could use? Um, just not to be afraid, to dive in, to get messy, to just... Not be afraid to try new things, but also letting kids guide sometimes. I think a lot of parents think everything has to be fully planned and fully like pre-assembled and all the parts and things. And sometimes it's really more just about here's some supplies and here's a problem. What do you think you can do? And how do you think you can solve this? And so let the kids guide it more than you are all the time. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Pinterest perfect, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. No. We have so many failed projects that we try and we experiment with and they just don't work. And then we're like, well, we learned something still. This doesn't work. And and that's great. And it's a great thing to still learn. So it's part of the STEAM-based process, it sounds mm -hmm. like. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I, can I just throw one thing in I wanted to add earlier? I yeah. um I think with society's focus on STEM and STEAM education, it's it's wonderful in the advances that we're making, but I also really strongly believe in balance mm -hmm. and well-rounded education, and I don't think that that should be the only focus of anyone's learning. Sometimes it seems like that's all they're pushing for at the schools right now, but I think I think it's really important to balance with with literature and with art and with music and nature and you know all of the other history. Those things are just as important. So I don't think that this is more important than any other topic. That's a great reminder. It really is because I think these things are wonderful and great, but like you said, balance and in mm -hmm. all things in life, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite STEAM-based activity or one that you and your kids just are like, yes? <laughs> We've done a lot of them. So if you stop by my site, you'll get to see a lot of fun things. One that we just did recently that I really loved we made a bubble blower machine with pipe cleaners and styrofoam and and made it like a wheel that spins and, and you blow through it and it blows bubbles. And the kids loved that. We had so much fun doing that and trying to make it work because it was one of those that we had a lot of trial and error mm. with some, some things didn't work and then we finally found the right fit. So that was really a fun one that we loved. And just this weekend, we did another really fun one. It's a hydraulics project where you use a syringe and just like some plastic tubing and it made like a hydraulic lift where if you push the syringe, you use two syringes together. It's hard to explain. You'll have to kind of see it, but two syringes together. And when you push them, they move each other in and out. And so it lifted up this elevator thing that we made. And that was a lot of fun too. We loved that one. That sounds fascinating. And just, I love how you get in there with your kids and it sounds like you work through the problems together and mm -hmm. yeah that's cool I saw your hydraulic no not the hydraulic I saw the bubble maker and I was like that is awesome <laughs> yeah I think that's probably been one of their favorite projects we've done they loved it well and you also have some something else really cool on your site you have a membership site now right mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us <sighs> more about that Sure. Yeah. So I, on my website, I sell, I create a lot of printables, like hands-on math games and um, worksheets that are more kind of more engaging. I don't, I don't really love the straight worksheet activities, but so most of my printables are some kind of creative spin on teaching. And I've got a couple hundred now that I've done over the years. And so I've put them all into one membership site where you just have like a small monthly fee that you can pay, but you can get access to all of them at once. And so it's, it's a pretty great and thriftier way to get access to a lot of great learning activities. I think it's great. And I think it's awesome way to motivate joining the membership. You get motivated because you're like, okay, I'm a part of this now and I'm going to use it. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. So, that's so cool. And you also have a new Facebook group, right? Tell us about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So I just started this. It's only been about two weeks now. 
I just wanted a, a community feeling. I feel like there's so many people out there that are looking for ideas. And I just wanted there to be a, a place where you can come and you can find just fun learning activities and where I'm sharing things, but I'm also encouraging others to come and share ideas that they've used, that they've loved or websites that they've found that they love. So it's just, it's called Creative Teaching Ideas on Facebook and, and anyone that teaches anything is welcome to join. Oh, that's awesome. And then, oh, I forgot to mention, but you, well, I did say in the beginning that you're contributor to the steam kids books right yeah and so there's a variety of those out there that um... yeah we have let's see we're about to release our newest one which is Ooh. steam kids in the kitchen which i'm really, really excited about we've done just the basic steam kids and then we did christmas valentine's and halloween so far so so it's been fun there's 10 of us and we all contribute different projects in the steam fields and it's been a really really fun thing to be a part of i've loved it that sounds like another great way for homeschoolers to get started with steam and continue with it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely okay so it's time in our episode to do our fast five where i ask you five questions and you say the first thing that comes to your mind <laughs> okay all righty so number one you just received an amazon gift card what are you spending it on <laughs> printer ink it's in my cart right now but I just can't push by because it's too expensive <laughs> yeah that that's I a have a laser one. printer and it's about $300 each time I need to buy ink oh dang okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> they last a long time though well but. that's good that's that's a good point good point uh what's your favorite game for family night oh right now my kids and I love ticket to ride it's a fun one Tickets yeah. ride. We haven't played that one yet. That's in my cart. <laughs> and I it's still... a lot of fun. Yeah. I love it. All right. I... Another one my kids love, and it's not a board game, but it's online. It's called Drawful, mm. and it's hilarious. You play it like on an app, and it's it's a lot of fun. You have to draw, and, and it looks terrible. Everyone's are really bad, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to check that out. What's the best way to spend the day with your kids? Oh, I've mentioned a few times we love going to museums and that's something we do often together or the aquarium or, you know, just outings like that, that we love to do. That's probably, probably our favorite. Okay. Number four, what are you reading right now? <laughs> I am reading a book called High Performance Habits. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the author. I'm drawing a blank right now, but it's really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. High just about working working more efficiently. Um, yeah. High performance habits. Okay. We'll add that in our show note because that sounds Excellent. And that something that homeschool moms can definitely benefit from. <laughs> yeah. And our last question, I've got to have blank to get me through the day. Well, that is chocolate. <laughs> Do you have a favorite kind? Or just any, you know, all of them. And all of the above. Yeah. I got uh -huh. you right there with you. <laughs> well, Karen, it's been so lovely talking with you today. Tell me us too. how we can find you. Oh, yeah. I'm at teachbesideme.com. Um, that's my website and yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm busy. Yes, you are. <laughs> and you can find me on Facebook at the same name, on Instagram at the same name, all of the above. Yeah. And I'd love to interact with anyone else that wants to come and say hi. That'll be great. Well, thanks again, Karin, so much for talking today and sharing about STEAM-based learning and your homeschool. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been great. All right. Have a good one. You too. there you have it. Now, if you'd like the links to any of the books and resources that Karin and I chatted about today, you can find them in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Those are at pambarnhill.com forward slash HSP66. Thank you so much for joining us for this season of Homeschool Snapshots podcast. 
looking forward to catching up soon. Until then, rock your homeschool.